Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Serving Up Clutch Tennis podcast. Um, today we have Jack Murray with us. Hello, Jack. Hello, Charlie. Good afternoon. <laughs> and um, we're going to be looking at uh, the second week of Roland Garros, the French Open. Uh, first week has already brought quite a lot of upsets, um, although most of the big names are, are still around. Um, um, I was joined by Luke last week, but due to the fact that he's busy this week, um, we've got Jack with us. I think over the course of the podcast, we're going to have a lot of sort of chopping and changing between him and Luke. So um, we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, so we'll start off by having a little look at all of the uh, the potential round four and quarterfinal matches today. And then I think we're going to have a look at um, maybe an outright selection and a wild card pick as our um, our value tips, if you will. Uh, so we'll start off by looking at the top of the draw, where we have Djokovic against Kachanov. Um, do you want to open up on this one, Jack? Uh, yeah, I can do. Um, I I would obviously suggest that Djokovic is probably going to win that match, probably in three sets. I'd imagine. Think that he has a chance of maybe dropping a set, but I would say a relatively comfortable win, unsurprisingly. Okay, any possibility, do you think, of an upset in this one? No. I'm sorry to be negative, but no, I cannot see it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I would probably agree if I was picking either way, I'd be saying Djokovic in three. I think Kachanov, he played a, a blinder really against Garin, although there was question marks over his fitness, but he, he hit a lot of clean strikes. Um, put uh, Green on the back foot. However, I think Djokovic has a little bit more ability to turn that defence into attack. So I don't think it's going to be quite as big of an issue for him as it was for Green. really. I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought actually he played quite well yesterday from what I saw. But um, yeah, as you said, I think Djokovic will make a few more balls. Garin's a little, well, obviously less solid than Djokovic, but not particularly solid anyway in terms of making balls so I think that Djokovic will, will clearly have too much for him okay lovely okay so we'll move on to the next match which is a Carreño booster against Daniel Altmaier and Daniel Altmaier's had one of the uh, the big stories really of the week so far um, I believe he is the the fourth ever qualifier to make it through to the uh, the round four um so he's had a, a really good week. Um, he's pulled out some big wins, none more impressive really than his straight sets win against um, the underwhelming Berrettini, um, who really did underperform, to be honest. But um, I'll open up on this one by saying I think this is sadly going to be the end of the road for Altmaier. I think Carreño Booster's a little bit more solid than the other players that Altmaier's had to play, facing players like Berrettini and Struff. They're very similar types of game. This is a big change where I think he's going to have to play very well consistently across the match to actually get anything from it. He might well sneak a set in there if he plays well enough, but I, I can't look past a Carreño Booster win here. Um, I'm not actually sure what the odds are on this one. So Carreño Booster coming in at 1-5 to five and 7-2 to two on Altmaier. I wouldn't say either of them a particular value, but if you start looking at sort of set betting, Carreño Booster 11-10 to 10 to get it done in straights, that, that might be a, a pick. Yeah, no, I, I think I could see him losing a set, actually. It's a fact of the day that Altmaier is the first person since 1986 or something to win his first nine sets in Grand Slam tennis, which is unbelievable. And kind of just shows how much of a almost a jumble sale this tournament has been so far. 
Um, yeah, I think it'll be three or four sets, to be honest. Um, I can't see any tie breaks in the match. If you want to, at 10 to 11, if you want to go with tie break in match, no. I don't think so. I don't think either are particularly dominant on serve, which probably means that we'll have sets not going that deep in terms of scoreline. I don't know what you think about that. So I would actually disagree a little bit in that I think um, Altmaier has got quite a, um, a penetrative serve. Um, it's just whether or not he can he can get enough cheat points off that really. And yeah, I think I think yeah. you're right in saying I don't think there's going to be a tie break and I think Cranio Booster will break through enough times. But um, I don't think it's quite fair to say he's not got a, uh, a weapon in his serve because I think it is one of his big shots. Yeah, but, so I meant in terms of Corona Buster being able to neutralise it like nobody that Altmaier's played up to this point was the point I was making. Yep, so I think we're in agreement there. Possible value on straight sets um, and probably not a tie-break if you want to go down that road, but the outright itself at 1-5 to five isn't particularly um, exciting. Um, so those are the uh, the opening rounds. That would obviously leave us with a quarter-final of Djokovic against Carreño Booster. Um, we'll tackle that one... Uh, another time perhaps Live but judge again? <laughs> um i think it would be a real story if he gets disqualified from a second slam but um i, I would say you're looking at a djokovic um a djokovic win there anyway so probably djokovic coming through that quarter um so moving on to the next match uh we have fuxovic against riblev and this is actually quite an interesting one so i'll let you kick things off here i actually think fuxovic has half a chance here i don't think you agree but um I think we've often said in the past about him being a player that hasn't... There's there's not really many weaknesses there, and he's very solid all round. He's a bit like a like a top 40 equivalent of Djokovic kind of thing, similar style. So I don't think on paper that's the best matchup for Rublev. I think Rublev will probably just about have enough quality and enough faith in his big game at the moment to get him through. But I, I would say that Fuxovic at 7-2 to two is probably value given the matchup and that he might be finally playing to the extent of the ability that we know that he has. Yeah, so you're saying possibly an underdog single on Fuxovic, not really an Acker material. Yes, yes, sorry, yes. Yeah, okay, so um, I do actually agree with you there in that I think Fuxovic has more chance than the odds suggest. I don't think he's going to win the match. I think Rublev has enough uh, quality to get through this. Uh, he's proven himself last week um, getting the title in um, Hamburg. He's proven himself in the early rounds, getting through some tough matches, to be fair. Query played pretty well, and he managed to, to deal with that. Um, and I think this poses a different challenge, though. I think Fuxovic brings more of an all-court game. Um, I don't think he has any open weaknesses, as you've just pointed out. Um, but I think he's more than happy to bring the game forward, which on the slow courts is is something that is a bit of a, a weapon. It's just how much of his game Rublev actually allows him to play. Because um, when Rublev is firing, it's near enough impossible to actually get get your, your own game flowing, really. You end up on the back foot and before you know it, you're, you're in trouble, really. So it, it is a little bit more on the racket of Rublev, which is why I think the odds are where they're at. But I would say Fuxovic is, is a value underdog pick but probably not likely to actually win. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Okay, so um, on to the other match of this uh, this quarter. So we've got Dimitrov against Tsitsipas, um, which is quite an interesting one, really, the battle of the, uh, the one-handers. Um, I'm going to open up and say that I think um, Tsitsipas is going to win this one. 
He is currently one to three favourite, which I think is fair enough. I think they've got the odds pretty much spot on there. Dimitrov underdog at five to two. Um, I think Sitspass is one hand is just a little bit more solid. He's got a bit more variety and a bit more. I don't know what the word is. A bit more clutch, really. The ability to to play the bigger points a bit a bit better and not get nervous if it gets tight. Um, yeah. So over to you on this one. Yeah, I think I'd agree with what you said. Um, I, I think it's the same with Rublev and Sitsapas in that they both played the Hamburg final and they both had five setters in the first round. So I don't really know. I don't think either of them have dropped a set actually since both came back from two sets of love down in the first round. Um, so I don't know where their body's at. I think like it's, it's not an easy match with Sitsapas, obviously. Uh, Dimitrov, when Dimitrov is playing confidently and well, he's still top 10 level. But I would imagine Sitz Pass is superior game on clay. Like this is Dimitrov's first ever French Open fourth round. Um, I think that the, the know how on clay, and this is like a proper clay court in terms of just being just extremely slow and and damp, um, which I think Sitz Pass's game on this court more, and I'd expect him to come through in. I'd expect him to drop a set though. I don't know what what you would think. I think he'll probably drop at least a set. Yeah, and if not, I think we're going to a tiebreak or two. I think that we're we're going to see a close match depending on how well Dimitrov comes out and serves. Um, he's been serving well all week, um, but no, I think I think you're right in that Sitspass Sitspass will ultimately come through. Um, just looking back at his matches, actually, um, it seems to be that Sitspass has had more difficulty really with the players who make a few more balls in court. Um, especially with the slow surface. Um, Jaume Munyar caused him quite a few issues, as you say, in that five-set match first round. Um, In fact, he really looked like he might be about to exit the tournament at one point. Um, But we don't have that issue really with Dimitrov, unless it's the Dimitrov of three or four years ago appears where he seems unable to miss. Um, I think we'll we'll see maybe a, a three sets to one or a, or a straights one or the other um, of sits pass going through. I don't think we're going to five, um, but possibly a couple of tie breaks as I say. Um, so coming through that uh, that quarter there, really we we probably have a, a Rublev going against sits pass. I think you're in agreement there. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's what's most likely Hamburg rematch. Yeah, and if we're looking at who's probably going to emerge from that that quarter. As you say, it's a it's rematch of the Hamburg uh, final. But um, I think we would see a different outcome this time. I think we'd probably see Sitspass coming through it just purely because of his ability on a clay court and probably his ability to mix it up a little bit better than Rublev, which I think on these slow courts is quite important. Yeah, no, I was completely going to echo your sentiment. Uh, I think Sitspass has a chance of going really deep here. Yep, okay, so we're, we're possibly saying Sitsipas come through that quarter, which would leave us with a semi-final of Djokovic versus Sitsipas. Um, so that that's uh, quite an interesting one, really. Um, so we're moving on now to our next match, which um, is currently in play at the moment. We have um, a rain delay going on, which is currently postponing it, but um, uh, Lorenzo Sinego playing against Diego Schwartzman. And um, we can only really access the in-play odds because of our, our lack of pre-planning. But um, um, it's currently 2-1 to Schwartzman, uh, Juice, on the Lorenzo Senego serve. Um, so this match is it's still really in the balance. Where I think there's been a couple of early breaks, early doors. Um, but the odds are heavily skewed in favour of Diego Schwartzman, which I don't know about you, Jack, but for me, 
I think seven to two currently in play on um, Lorenzo Sonego is an absolute steal. I think he has the the possibility because he's got a bigger serve. He he could make things really difficult for Schwartzman if he serves well and follows it in and plays like he did against Fritz. Um, Schwartzman he's not going to find it an easy match. Um, I think Schwartzman definitely loses that match more than one in six times or whatever it is that the odds suggest. So um, uh, I'll hand over to you here, but I would say value on Sonego, but again, probably Schwartzman will come through. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think Sonego's got the game to trouble Schwartzman. Uh, one to six suggests a 14% chance on the other player winning. So I would suggest, I think he'll win more than just over one in 10, to be honest. I think... As well, you are right. He's got a big game, big forehand, big serve. Um, it's really, it's really the game style that Schwartzman dislikes. Yeah, I just said so. Yeah, I mean, in terms of if Schwartzman was playing someone in a similar style as him, but a little bit worse, you know, Sonego is a worse player than Schwartzman on the whole. But in terms of if they had a similar game style, Schwartzman would probably come through just because he's better at what he does. But Sonego, if he serves well. He's always going to have a chance against the Sportsman serve, which is quite possibly the weakest in the top 100. Um, so I would say, yeah, for sure that he has a chance of winning the match, especially more than seven to two chances. Maybe slightly harsh on the Sportsman serve there, but I, I, I do agree with you. Um, and I think that's all that really needs to be said on this one. Value on Sonego, but don't back it with, with your life because he's probably not going to win. Um that moves us on to the final match, which is uh, Hugo Gaston against Dominic Team. Gaston, the uh, the conqueror of Vavrinka in one of the upsets of the draw, um, or supposed upsets of the draw. I think both me and Jack actually um, had a feeling that he might do quite well there. But um, anyway, he's a he's a good clay quarter. Um, he has a good mix-it-up game, his ability to come in and keep points short if he needs to, but he loves a, a rally from the back, a bit of slice as well. Um but ultimately, team is he's going to win this match and he's going to win it in straights. Uh, we're currently watching it in play at the minute and it's 5-4 with a break team serving for the first set. Um, I would imagine that puts his odds quite steeply in his favour. Uh, it does indeed. 1-100 to on Dominic team. 16-1 uh, on Hugo Gaston. So I'll hand over to you on that, that note, Jack. I don't really have much to say to be honest. Team won't drop a set here, I don't think. Um... The odds on Gaston winning a set at all are probably quite high at this point, I just said. Um, no tie breaks, I guess. I don't know what the odds are, but I can't see a tie break in this match. Uh, no, neither. I mean, team has a reasonable serve, but neither player, especially not Gaston, doesn't have a big serve. So No, Gaston's serve is not. You know, it's like typical lefty. He likes to use his angles with the with the slider wide and, and, and stuff like that. With not much power, which means I think team will be able to break it at least once a, once a set is being shown here. Yep. Okay. So um, I think we're both in agreement that Dominic team's going to win this in straight. So we'll see if that comes through. Um, but that would leave us with a Schwartzman versus team quarter final, which um, is quite quite tasty. I think really. Good friends. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Dominic team will come through just because of his. Uh, better quality on serve and his ability to be a bit more aggressive um schwartzman could cause him issues if he can get a break in early doors perhaps um but uh yeah i would i would say we're looking at a team going through from this quarter yeah i'd say that we probably won't get value odds on team either i'd imagine team will be around sort of one to six region which i don't think is 
yeah, I, I think he'll probably come in at, yeah, as you say, somewhere between one to four to one to six, um, which I don't think is value particularly because given what Schwartzman is capable of, it's not not one that you'd want to touch. Um, our other quarterfinal has just been decided in that my um, previous wildcard uh, pick in Sasha Zverev has just been knocked out by the, the young Italian Yannick Sinner, who will therefore face Nadal, who's yet to drop more than four games in a set in this event so far. Um, for me, I think Nadal might actually drop a set there against Sinner. Yeah, I agree. I think Sinner has a, a game style that might disrupt Nadal. He's very confident in, you know, to beat Nadal, you can't rally with him from the baseline. You, you know, trading cross-court balls, it's not gonna, you're not going to be able to win the match. Um, but Sinner's obviously very confident hitting the ball as big as possible and as flat as possible and putting Nadal under pressure. Um, if he serves well, I would suggest that he does have a chance of winning a set. He's not going to be able to sustain it for the entire match. Um, but I think this will be a very, in terms of an outright point of view, I think this match will be a very good test to see where Nadal is at for the later rounds, assuming that he comes through. Uh, yes, so um, I, I agree. Um, I think Nadal would be the, the overwhelming favourite. But I think if the odds put Sinner at 4-1 to one or better, then as an underdog single, he does have a chance of being a, a Robin Soderling type the type who can just blast you off the court. I don't think it's likely that it will happen, but we'll see what the odds are when that one comes out. I think chances are we're probably going to see Nadal come through in three or four, yeah. um, but it, it might be worth it. So so that's um, all the matches really coming up for the second week. Um, if we run through that, then that would give us a, uh, a team versus Nadal um, semi-final, uh, which is going to be... Pretty pretty juicy, really, and I think that team would have a great chance there. It's going to be very close. Um, so if we're running through the draw for like we have just done, we're probably looking at a Djokovic versus Sitsipas semi and a team versus Nadal semi. If I had to pick my uh, my winners from there, I'll hand over to you in a second, Jack, to give yours, but I would be saying we're looking at a Nadal-Djokovic final, probably with Nadal coming out on top. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, I think that... You could argue that all if the semi-finals happens as predicted. You could put all four players in an outright bet. Um, to be honest, I think that Sitsipas's value currently is enough that to merit that. While the other three all have a chance of winning, um, I'm not sure if the courts maybe slowly resuming to a normal French Open. I know it's still a bit colder, but teams obviously against Nadal very capable of penetrating the court and just slapping winners and getting through games I would argue that he probably has more of a chance especially in the semi-finals the previous two finals where he lost um, so I would say probably Nadal is still the favourite but less certain to win than in previous years uh, yep I would say that's fair enough and if we're going through a bit of live updates um, Dominic Team has literally just served out the first set to 15 against Hugo Gaston um, yeah so I echo what you've just said there Um I agree Nadal would be the favourite, but who knows, really. Djokovic has been pretty unstoppable also. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting, but I think we actually agree entirely on all of these picks, which is very unusual. Um, but that's the nature of clay. Uh, so we'll move on to our own selections. And uh, my outright is already still in the tournament in that I picked Nadal early doors with um, a possibility of a team as well. Um, both of them are still in, so we'll sort of leave that for me. I don't know if you have an outright that you would like to pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've 
I've got team. I think that I think that if team makes the final, I think he'll win. I think he has a great chance against Djokovic. I think he's probably shown in the last two years that he's probably just as good, if not better, on the clay as Djokovic. Now he's beaten in the French Open semi-final last year in five sets. Um, but you could also just go safe with a each way on Djokovic, given that he is part of the draw that doesn't have Nadal or team in. You would suggest at this point that he is probably the most likely player to make the final at this point in time, just because he doesn't have to jump into team on Nadal until the final. Um, I would suggest if you wanted to go for a, a outright wild card, Tsitsipas, as we discussed, him to get to the semis. He has caused problems for Djokovic in the past, beating him multiple times on different surfaces. Um, and I think the odds were in the 20s to 1 region, which is which is great value, I think, especially if you do an each way with him to make the final. Because I don't think he'd beat Nadal in the French Open final if it got to that point. Yeah, shall we shall we have a quick look at the odds uh, definitively? But I would uh, I would agree with you there. So are we saying that your your wild card pick for the week then is going to be um, sits a pass sort of each way? Yes, yes. Okay, fantastic. So we'll we'll get we'll get the odds on that just now. That comes in at uh, twenty eight to one, which each way is uh, is pretty good, really. Um, so we'll we'll leave that there with your picks then. So you're saying team is your outright, and uh, sits pass is your wild card. Uh, team just for the record is coming in at seven to two at the minute, um, so three point five to one. Um, my outright in the dial already stands, as I say, um, but my wild card pick I'm going to be going for Andre Rublev. I think at 33 to 1, um, coming in the same quarter as Sitspass as well. So much the same reasoning as you in that if he gets through that, all he's got to do is win win one match to make that each way value come in. Um, slightly better odds as well at 33. And he's proven that he can do it. So um, I think even though we're, we're both in agreement that Sitspass is the most likely to come through that quarter, I think if it came to that semi-final, I'd be saying that Rublev is the most likely to actually take it to Djokovic. So... Um, that's my reasoning on this one. Um, but that's um, <laughs> that's yet to be seen. So um, that's just a quick one really today, Jack. So thank you for, for joining me. Um, hopefully you've, you've enjoyed yourself. Yeah, no, it's been good. Thank you. I just wanted to say at the end, if you want to guarantee or have a large chance of some profit, put an each way on Djokovic because he's probably the most likely player to make the final. If you want some guaranteed winnings, it's my shout. Yeah, I would I would agree with that there. Um, so that will be the, the last podcast based on the French Open. So follow um, our Twitter page at Serving Up Clutch um, if you want some live updates, potentially some in-play value as well. Um, and we also have our football podcast, as I should mention, every single Friday. So um, that's with James and Fabio looking at the weekend's matches. Uh, so thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next one next week.